Hi, welcome back to the Calvin and Hobbes cast. I'm your host, Nathan. This is the podcast where we talk about every strip of Calvin and Hobbes in the order in which they came out. If I sound a little bit different today, there's a good reason for that. I recorded this podcast just moments ago, and with my audio device, I changed the settings so it would only record when I was talking, but apparently the settings weren't quite right because it would start all my sentences very abruptly, and it didn't sound good. And so now you'll probably notice that I sound a little bit different in that I'm pissed off. I'm angry about the recording. But that's okay. I think that this podcast can use a little bit more emotion. And why not anger? That's a bumper sticker I saw. Oh, before we begin, I should talk about the hot tub I mentioned a couple episodes ago. It's fire-powered, wood-powered, I should say, wood-fueled, and fire, fiery power. We tried out that system and it did not work so we made some adjustments we put on our nasa engineer hats the next time it did work too well it actually got so hot that we had to sit outside the hot tub but that's okay that's really not a big deal the bigger problem was that it took all day to heat up running that fire burning all that wood and i don't know how much you get paid an hour but the whole day's worth of labor that was an expensive soak and that's not even counting the materials just the labor of heating up that hot tub. All that work outside, it's nice. It's fall. There's a crispness in the air. wasn't too windy. So, you know, it's not bad work. On to the strip. Calvin is lying in his bed with a thermometer in his mouth, and he's got a TV at the foot of his bed. And I don't mean off his bed. I mean, it's on his bed like where a dog would be if the dog was curled up there. There's kiss sound effects coming from the TV. And there's a voice coming from the TV. Later on, there'll be two voices. In the first panel, it says, Oh, Mary, you look ravishing in that skimpy negligee. Second panel, more kissing. Now there's two people. Hmm, darling, don't you wish we were married? But we are! Or did you mean to each other? Third panel, even more kissing. I've got to have you. Let's murder our spouses. (gasps) Murder! You sick animal. I love it when you talk to me that way. Come here. Last panel, it's a different angle. Calvin is smiling with the thermometer still in his mouth. More kissing. And he says, sometimes I think I learn more when I stay home from school. I like the way this strip doles out the story. Calvin's got the thermometer in his mouth. And even though it doesn't take that long to take your temperature, it's good shorthand, visual shorthand for him being sick. At the end, he says he stays, he's staying home from school. So this is obviously during the day. There's no Hobbs. You think you would have Hobbs with you if you were staying home sick from school. But maybe he's out having an adventure because he's not sick. I don't even know if Hobbes can get the same kind of sicknesses that Calvin does. For our younger listeners, you might be a little bit confused by this TV. Why is the TV so fat, you might say? Well, it's a cathode ray TV. You probably still see them sometimes. They'll be on the side of the street and for free or, uh, you know, just in a dumpster somewhere. Even beyond that, there's rabbit ear antennas which you used to be able to use just to pick up free TV in the air. And technically you still can, but you need a converter so you can get the digital frequency of the same thing. It's like the radio, but for TV. There are two dials on the side of the TV, which used to be how you would select between the channels, or UHF, VHF, and the volume. This TV is so small that it can't have dials on the front, I bet. Calvin's thermometer is the kind with the ball at the end, a mercury-type thermometer. Not a digital thermometer, not a forehead thermometer, not an ear thermometer, 
This is one you had to put, as far as I know, one of two places. One of them's your mouth. And lastly, the thing he's laying on, that's a pillow. Back in the day, people would lay on pillows during the nighttime to comfort their heads. The way this strip is laid out kind of reminds me of Doonesbury, another great comic strip written and illustrated by Gary Trudeau. He would famously have strips where it was just images of the White House, drawings, different angles, and there would be speech bubbles coming out of it, much like they're coming out of the TV here, and that's how you'd get the information. I think it's for a different reason, though. I have a hypothesis that I probably could check, and I have not, that the reason he did that in Doonesbury was so that he could draw the strip, send it out. Maybe he knows it's going to be published on a day where there'll be news, which is every day. And then he could let them know what to put in the speech bubbles later. Because comic strips take a long time to get out. If you want to be very topical, then it seems like that would be a great way to do it, especially for the Sundays. I don't know if it's still the case, but Sundays used to take longer to process. And that's why if there was a serialized story going on in the comic strip, the Sunday might be separate from that because it would take so much advanced planning to get the Sunday in there. Or possibly a newspaper wouldn't pick up the Sunday or not pick up the weeklies. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if you could do that, but maybe it would depend on your syndicate. So on that same note, the first and third panel look almost identical in terms of the drawing. However, they are not. The rabbit ears at the top, the antenna is solid in the first two, and then they're hollow in the next ones. The hair is slightly different, and the amount of pillow showing is too. In the third panel, the bed frame goes right up to the edge, whereas in the first one, there's a little bit of a gap there. And the wrinkles in the sheets are different too. However, they are very similar. There's nothing different going on at all. The exact same facial expression. Technically, it's the same kisses coming out too, although they're organized a little bit differently. If Bill Watterson had wanted to be very lazy, I bet he could have taken the first three strips and made them all identical. But that would not be his style. Bill Watterson is not a lazy person. He's an artistic person. And when he does something that seems repetitive, it's for a reason. This isn't Garfield. This isn't Jim Davis. This is Calvin and Hobbes. Show some respect. This strip shows off something else, too. Calvin is an adult in some ways, and a child in others. But how does he get his adult perspective? How does he know what polling is? How does he, how does he know the names of so many kinds of bombs? Well, here you go. He watches TV. I'm not sure what the history of TV and comic strips is, although that would be interesting. I know they say The Simpsons was kind of a breakthrough because the characters would watch TV in the show. And that's TV characters watching TV. This is a comic book character watching TV, so it's not quite as meta as that. Although he reads comic books too. But I think that's where he's getting some of his information. This program that's on, some kind of day soap opera featuring two adulterers. My favorite joke of the strip is the, darling, don't you wish we were married? But we are. Or did you mean to each other? That's just a good joke. I don't really have very much to add to that, except that comic strips are supposed to be comedic. This show that he's watching is obviously not a comedy, but it had something funny in it, which is a big problem I have with dramas and other types of media, is that characters are never funny unintentionally. Sometimes they'll make jokes because it's part of their character, but they never accidentally do something funny, like, I don't know, dub their hand in a drawer. But that happens. You're not being funny when it happens, but it is funny when it happens. Okay, that's it. Wrapped up. Thank you for listening. Send me an email, calvinandhobbscast at gmail.com. And until next time, you can ho. Bing! The excerpts used in this podcast are from the Complete Calvin and Hobbes, published by Andrews McNeil, LLC. 
Copyright 2005 by Vol Otterson. All rights reserved. No infringement is intended. The books are being used for the purposes of commentary and review. Please don't sue us.